Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we ventured into some odd areas, including real tennis today, <laughs> That's right, yeah. for reasons that will become apparent. Um, we also spoke to Omid Jalili, who yeah. was, uh, is performing tonight in, uh, in on Persian BBC in a second language. Oh, that's very good. He talked football as well. And on a more serious note, it was Shane Warne's um, memorial. And we crossed to Melbourne to speak to someone who was there today, the voice of the MCG, Tony Shebeki. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I, uh, funny, I did watch the England game last night, but I missed the first half because it was the last ever Holby. I had to watch it. <laughs> I had to. So, so big for her. So Couldn't I, you have recorded Holby? Well, it wouldn't have been the same. You had to watch it going out live, really, you know, the last one. <laughs> did you have a minute's silence <laughs> we for the did, last yeah. ever Holby? We did. <laughs> anyway, Don't spoil it, because a lot of people would have... Well, I well, said a lot of people. Some people would have recorded it. It's been on for 23 years. Yeah. I know. My my, I'd say my my. I did watch the it, second half. My memory of it was was slightly destroyed by having to watch it every week for TV burp. Yes, um, that's true. On top of casualty, I normally watch them back to back. That's hard. And it, yeah, that was nearly. You, you were know, a Holby specialist. Hour and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, it was always a bit a bit of a kill but for I, me. I did watch a bit of the football and fancy mm, spending mm. all that time and effort to go to Wembley to see England, and you prefer the paper aeroplanes. I don't get these. Yeah, people. it's become a thing, isn't it? Well, unless you're studying at the aerodynamics of paper. In an atmosphere created by 73,000 people, what's the point? <laughs> Honestly, I don't get people. What is the But they're so bored that they can't watch the football. I've got to be honest, there were points of that second half where I knocked up a couple of paper aeroplanes indoors. <laughs> I mean, it, it was... The, <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, just, <laughs> just start throwing up at the telly. And see if, but the, um, mm. it, the referee, he was... I, I mean, it was a nonsensical decision. I mean, oh. a good referee in that situation... Of course. I mean, if it's a terrible tackle, he deserves to go for a second yellow. He has no choice. But as yeah. a referee, you've always got that opportunity to, to go up and just say, calm down, look, one more... And you're going to have to go. Yeah. Calm down. Well, don't go give over, go over to the manager and say, look, this is a friendly. I don't want to send the boy off. So, yeah. you know, sub him. Because if he makes one more tackle, I'm sending him off. Because you heard Jack Grealish. Yeah. He didn't want to play 11 against 10. Gareth Southgate said afterwards. Did. There's just no need. I mean, there's been so many times in football over the years. Oh, our mind goes back to that day with Graham Pohl when Wayne mm. Rooney lost it. And you could see him effing and jeffing right yeah. in Graham Pohl's face. And 
he felt a responsibility of the game and he, he said he just said look calm down calm down honestly take a deep breath because I don't want to send you off Yeah. and so otherwise you kill a game doing that no, I absolutely. actually thought the team last night who did that game were awful first up why does he need to go to the monitor that referee to, why can't they tell him that there's a clear touch on the ball before the penalty that was ruled mm. out at the start of the centre clear touch on the ball it's not a penalty why does he need to go and look at that I thought that we had waited ages for mm. the Raheem Sterling goal. There was no obvious thing mm. that was wrong with that. It took them two minutes to make a call on it. I thought, I thought they stumped Why the place out last night. Why have they even got VAR in a friendly? What's the point? Well, it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> they don't you even know, need it. The ref. Were, I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous decision. I had discovered that Frank Kessie is Frank Kessier. Yeah, to I, know, I didn't. I didn't know. I that. didn't know that. Frank Kessier. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. he's not coming to Tottenham, so I don't care what he's called. He's got free for Barcelona. And when, there was a point in the second <laughs> half. That's very true. Yeah. Harry uh, Maguire had his <clears> shirt <throat> pulled like by the um, yeah. Ivory Coast defender. I thought back to <clears> Helen <throat> Chamberlain's <clears throat> brilliant idea all those years ago. It's never been done, but it, you just have a uh, as a Velcro panel. Yeah. On the, on very thin velcro pad. and so when the defender grabs the shirt mm. he's end up with a handful of shirt <clears throat> yeah it's a good idea and, and, that's it, it, and he's it comes guilty. off yeah, it comes off in his hand he can't say I didn't pull the shirt but how uncomfortable would a shirt football shirt these days which mm. are quite tight fitting covered in velcro what if it turns in you, st- you get a bit of you get chafing you get velcro <laughs> you could chafing you get some velcro chafing you don't want velcro chafing do you Look, come on Helen you haven't thought this through <laughs> it was a long time ago shirts were baggier then when, when Helen thought well that's that. very true actually but, yeah. Uh, also what about shorts would they be velcro shorts because Sergio Aurier's first booking <laughs> was for ripping the back panel oh yeah off velcro- of, I'm going velcro I mean? everything <laughs> ripping the velcro socks yeah. ripping the back panel if that's yeah. not a phrase I should use <laughs> <laughs> off of Jack Grealish's shorts. That was classic surge. I mean, yeah. all, all of us, all us Tottenham oh, fans. No, terrible, we've seen it. So first, because the first booking is him trying to be clever and losing the ball, mm. then having to get a yellow card to, to retrieve it. I've seen that a million times down on the right flank for Tottenham. And then to mouth off, although he shouldn't have gone, having mm. just said that, but to do that and to put yourself in a situation where uh, a not particularly good ref could make that call was just daft. Daft. And he's been playing well for Villarreal, apparently. He's been playing really, really well. well. But that referee wasn't the uh, overreaction of the week. The overreaction of the week comes from Judd Apatow, the film director. Oh, yeah. Uh, he called, he's talking about the Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock incident. He mm. called the display mm. pure out of uh, control rage and violence, claiming Smith <clears throat> could have killed Rock. Wow. I don't think he could. Well, with a slap in the face, well, I don't think he could have killed him. Know, I mean, it's a bit of an overreaction, isn't it? Possibly, yeah. But I love all these conspiracy theorists who think it was deliberate. Mm. <laughs> well, like a oh, stage yeah. thing. Hello, I deliberate. Yeah, it was staged for publicity. That's right, I'm going to go and ruin my own career. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> brilliant, isn't it, it? It didn't look like it. It's even got to reference on the cover of Private mm. Eye this week if you want to go and check out. I can't oh, yeah. possibly uh, repeat what it is, <laughs> okay. but it's beautifully done by them <laughs> as always. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, Booing, should we talk about that? I mean, we could talk about that. As a rule of thumb, mm. we are going to talk. Our own Adrian Durham will have his thoughts on that. We'll chat to him later. Well, on. he's used to being booed. But, but as a rule of thumb, when does it ever work? Ever? When does it Never. ever help your team? Never You're work. there to support your ever. team, unless that came from the Ivory Coast fans, Not which it did. In didn't. the history of football, so. Uh, just as a rule of thumb, just booing your own players is always yeah. counterproductive. It is, I would say. I mean, we saw the scenes at the end of the the Ghana uh, Nigeria game, and I don't know what is it about football that 
Around the world, <coughs> people can't <coughs> take losing. You don't get this in other sports. You know, yeah. Anyway, England lose a cricket match. People don't start throwing things on the pitch. and ru- But they don't. They don't What riot? is it about? Of course not. What's it about? Real football? tennis? Do you get a lot of rioting oh, in, real in real tennis? tennis? Well, you do. A lot they start of, ripping the tiles There's a lot of controversy roof. in real tennis at the moment. Yeah, I know there is, yeah. We may speak <laughs> about it. <laughs> we might have to. We might have to. <laughs> we had it lined up, but we're not <clears throat> sure, really. There was a letter to the... I just don't know if it's the talk sport heartland, really. It's a game... It's well, a game I feel of, it is. It's medieval tennis where you can mm. hit the ball off the roof. And I don't know how many of the talk sport listeners... Well, I, I hate ordinary tennis, so I'm not mad about real tennis. But right. on the other hand, I, I once did a report... <clears throat> Should we ask the listeners? I'll tell you what, let's do it. We've had a Twitter poll for the last couple of days. Yesterday's <laughs> yeah. was, have you ever been to Bexhill-on-Sea? <laughs> and surprisingly, a lot of people hadn't. I, I nearly went for Jose Feliciano. Is that Jose were, Feliciano. Is that where you were supposed to... his name wrong. Yeah, not Portuguese. <laughs> were you, Jose Feliciano. Is that where you were going to see him, Bexhill? Yeah, I had a hotel booked and everything. We had the tickets booked. I've never had the money back. Oh, wow. Yeah. And apparently, I, look, I went on uh, Jose's... Um, the money back. I take well, it he's still looking to fulfil... He's going to fulfill the fixture, Well, I don't it? know, because I went I went on Jose's uh, website oh, yeah. last year. JoseFeliciano.com? That's the one, yeah. Okay, yeah, and yeah. He just, said, uh, just stab in the dark. Hoping to get... To, I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. Hoping to get to Bexhill yeah. at some point. He said that. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's good. But then when I went on to the theatre website, there's nothing. So... Wow. You know, well, this well, is and quite, we haven't got long. Let's be honest. This is my, <laughs> well, what for you or, or well, for either of us or Jose, yeah. <laughs> me, me or Jose, to be really honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my friend, <laughs> may, may take still on easier a new than meaning still easier than getting tickets to. for Chelsea. Oh. Yes. Oh yeah, and he's had a few problems with the, with Chelsea. Three today. hours I spent this morning. Really trying to get fifty-seven you. minutes in the virtual waiting room to discover mm. I didn't have the they, right. Do they have virtual magazines in there? <laughs> Yeah. Is there a virtual? Is there a virtual woman's own from 1974 with Joanna Lumley on the cover? Lovely. And then I got through to somebody at Chelsea in the yeah. box office, which took quite a bit of doing. Mm. And they said, "Okay, so I took all the details. Yeah, take the credit card, bad payments. Oh, we've got a technical issue." Okay. To be honest, though, Andy, and then he said, "I will call you back." It is kind still of, waiting. It is kind of don't call him back now. He's I mean, knowing Andy, take the call. I will. <laughs> wait, wait, for Take no, it on want, live on air. I want right? to see the Real, Give your credit Real Madrid. Card number you know. The Real Madrid is what you call them. <laughs> That's what I call them, yeah. Can't wait to see The Real Madrid. Uh, well, I will be. I'll be watching it on telly almost certainly. Thanks. Okay, then. Um, yeah, what was the Twitter poll? Uh, uh, what was real it? tennis. Oh, yes, real tennis. I'm going to read you out that letter. Shall we Do it later. Okay. Because um, that, that may just tip people over the edge. <laughs> Go to TSH and J on Twitter. <laughs> do you want us to talk about real tennis for about five minutes? Um, with someone. <laughs> it's a big story do. in the world of real tennis, <laughs> but it's all relative. You know, big story in the world of real tennis. It's not like Harry Maguire getting booed, is it? <laughs> well, so, not really, um uh, just go to add TSHNJ. It's pretty simple, yes or no, and, uh, you know, it's your call. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, I'm sure if you've seen the TV pictures, you'll know it was a fitting tribute to the great Shane Warne today at the uh, MCG. An amazing turnout uh, of his uh, friends and uh, stars from around the world, and of course, very moving tributes from his uh, family today. It was a fantastically done uh, memorial. Watching it all unfold is uh, the voice of the MCG. Uh, It's Tony Shebecki. Good afternoon, Tony. Hawksby and Jacobs, great to be with you again, gentlemen. What a fitting tribute to a great man, a great cricketer, just an all-round great bloke. And there's only been a couple of times that I've actually been in the MCG where I've actually thought to myself, this is just the absolute perfect place for this event. One was this event, Shane Warne's event. The other one was when Liverpool played over here uh, against the Melbourne Victory and those 95,000 fans singing You'll Never Walk Alone. I don't think we'll ever see another thing like that at the MCG, but this was just the absolute perfect place for this event. Wasn't it beautifully staged? I mean, every, I mean, it, it, there was no missteps at all by the look of it. It was just, just really beautifully done. And it's one of those classic things where, you know, we were saying we were on air... The, the day we found out he died and he, you know, they'll all get together yeah. there and they'll go out and have a few drinks uh, and it's the sort of do he would have loved to have been at, which is typically what always happens, isn't it, with everybody yeah. there. Yeah, and if you didn't know that he was a great Australian, you'd swear that he was a great Englishman because yeah. the amount of English mates yes. that he had, Ed Shearer and Elton John, Nasser Hussain, just to name a few that were there today uh, paying tribute to the man and... Uh, yeah, it was just beautifully done. He he would be looking down on his kids at the moment and feeling so proud about the way that they've portrayed themselves throughout the uh, the last few weeks as well, the 26 days, as one of his daughters said it's been since he passed away. And just the way that they've uh, they handled themselves today in their talk about their dad and just amazing stuff. And he, he obviously was a great father and obviously <coughs> Simone, their mother, uh, they've brought those kids up extremely well. Yeah, NASA was saying what a great bloke he was to work with as well as to play against. And I saw Sir Don Bradman's uh, granddaughter interviewed and saying, Yeah. She sang, didn't she? I think, I believe. And uh, Yeah, she actually sang the national she sang the national anthem. She's a, a great opera singer in her own right. And uh that was extremely fitting because uh Don Bradman thought Shay was just one of the best. He he loved his character. The they've named the the Great Southern Stand, the Shane Warne Stand. That was uh, unveiled as well, wasn't it, today? Yeah, the three kids at the end of the show uh, unveiled that and a beautiful fitting tribute to Shane. It was going to be known as the Shane Keith 
Warren stand. The family asked, so if they could uh, just go with Shane Warren, that's how the public knew him best. And uh, that's what they've gone with. So, yeah, the, the great Southern stand, which is going to have some uh, renovations and redecorations over the next few years. And uh, it'll be updated and the like. It's nearly 25 to 30 years old now. And, uh, yeah, this will be uh, the Shane Warren stand forevermore. There was a lovely story. There's the little stories that have come yeah. out subsequently, I think. And on today, the, on the day of the memorial service, they, the Telegraph had a big piece with just some friends. And one of them was a guy called Steve Winderbank who played with him at Knoll Cricket Club when he came over to Bristol in 1979 as a kid. Yeah. And a family, uh, Mike and Pat uh, Gerrish, looked after him. And uh, when Mike sadly died years and years later... They had a, uh, at the funeral, suddenly um, Steve Winderbank says there's a tap on his shoulder and it's Shane. Um, he'd oh, flown in amazing. from Melbourne for the funeral, stayed and had a drink, um, paid his respects and then got back on a plane and went back again. It's been those sorts of stories. Yeah, thoroughly there. decent guy, I think. Yeah. And and there was a, a quote made by someone tonight, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember who said it, but the quote was, if you knew Shane, you felt that he was your friend. But as you got to know Shane, you knew that he was your friend. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. yeah. Uh, beautiful words. Definitely. Uh, Alan Border as well I saw interviewed. I mean, so many of the great and good of cricket were there, weren't they? Yeah, there was. There was a lot of cricket, a lot of his uh, ex-teammates, of course. Uh, he played an era where there was some massive names through that Australian team. And unfortunately, only – well, not unfortunately, I suppose I can understand, but there was one – only current one uh, – sorry – only one current Australian player uh, in the crowd today, and that was Nathan Lyon who made his way to the memorial. But some beautiful words penned by Pat Cummins were released uh, before the memorial, a poem of such, and uh, he did a really good job, Pat, in that. Yeah, for those who, who didn't get a chance to see it earlier on, I'm sure they'll be showing it on the news channels and say it was uh, it was mm. beautifully done. Um, so um, we're going to talk about Justin Langer. There is a possibility he's yeah. open, it seems, to talking about the England coaching job now would it be a revenge mission how's it being viewed in australia <laughs> the idea that that he could be coaching england it was spoken about at the time when he obviously uh resigned from the position if we want to use that word <laughs> in the form that it was meant resigned uh pushed to resign from the position and a lot of people thought that that could be the next situation for him uh of course because england performed so poorly down here in australia uh, it would seem like it would be no surprise to anyone if he has at least spoken to for the position. Would he take the position? Why wouldn't he? He's the current World Cup coach, so he holds that. He's the current Ashes holding coach, so he's in a, a very strong position to put his hand up and say, you know, I, I can definitely do the job. But I think England, though, need to sort of fix up a couple of things first before they get there. And I think one of those areas that they need to fix up is their uh, director of cricket and get that position sorted out first before they can start appointing positions underneath that. Mm. Uh, a lot of talk down here too. And I, I would say it's come off the back of uh, NASA Hussain being in Australia for the Shane War Memorial. A report in today's uh, foxsports.com.au website says that NASA Hussain has called for England to have top-order batsman Rob Key appointed yeah. to that director of cricket job and Ricky Ponting to be headhunted as coach and Ben Stokes to be appointed captain of the English mm. cricket team. Interesting. That would shake it up. I mean, remember Justin Langer from the test. I mean, he's quite a disciplinarian. He's an intense guy, intense, isn't he? Intense, but that's what, that's what they need. I mean, they need yeah. to sort out the batting. Yeah. They need somebody telling them. They, you know, they've obviously got natural talent, these players, but they'd go out with no game plan and they need yeah. some coaching. And that's there for sure. Also a feeling, Tony, there's a bit of a cosiness around the England setup uh, at the moment. Um, maybe that needs shaking up a little bit. 
Yeah, it does. And the funny thing for me, though, boys, is as we look into this just a, a little bit deeper, and the reason as to why Langer was effectively sacked from the position of Australian coach is because the players believe that he was too hard on them in, in some cases, and it was the players' revolt that actually led to Langer being effectively released from the position. Now, the English players would know the Australian players, and you would think that there would have been talk about that. You would think that the ECB would also have their sort of fingers in the pie and know exactly what Langer's situation was. So I sit here and think, well, if England actually do want Langer, but if Langer was like that with the players, then why would they want him? So I wonder whether Langer actually was like that with the players. I wonder whether we're getting the full story behind what was uh, the Justin Langer resignation. Well, he might have been like that in the beginning when he needed to be. And once they started winning, they got a bit confident that they could do without him. I think that was a touch of that, basically. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one. But look, that'd be silly not to have a chat to him for sure. You would think that he would be a perfect candidate for the role. I think Marcus North could be in the frame for the director of cricket. I think apparently he's mm. uh, applied for it. He's got experience of that in, in, in this country. But we could, yes, yeah. we could have a complete the, the, Aussie setup. Yeah, the talks what listeners think I should do. <laughs> well, really? Oh, yeah. well, director of cricket, no, I think no. you're a bit you're a bit hot headed, Andy. <laughs> not with you and Justin Lang. I'm not sure that's a good combo. Really. Now, now, don't you currently have a uh, a former England player who's currently interim coach of the West Indies who also brought down England just a few days ago? Uh, 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 Paul Collingwood over there, you mean? Uh, yeah, Paul yeah, Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. Could he be? I don't. I, it's funny. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't. It's probably so. not helped his. No, helped his chances. What's <laughs> happened in? Maybe it's just that fresh pair of eyes, that fresh approach, that new voice is maybe what yeah. what it needs. I mean, it's whether with the ECB feel that Tony totally doesn't um, care. No, care? exactly, exactly. <laughs> they just love it when we lose. <laughs> well, look, Tony, it's always a pleasure. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, you joining us. Thanks very much. Thanks, gentlemen. All the best. <laughs> there we are, Tony Shebeki there, the voice of the MCG, and uh, reflecting on that memorial service. I prefer when we ring you when things have gone wrong for Australia. Yeah, I know. It's true, isn't it? It's never great when it's going wrong for us. Anyway, it's yeah. uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. I was saying earlier on that uh, the laser pen has no real practical use. and uh, Maybe I'd written it off. Uh, yes, I, th- I think it does. A bit too much. Mm. Because it only does seem to be, someone comes around your table, you're there on your Mediterranean holiday and someone comes around trying to sell your stuff. And among the things he's trying to flog your eight-year-old kids is a laser pen. And they're probably not using those to frighten pigeons off, as Michael does. He says, I use my laser pen on pigeons, uh, but only when they're taking penalties, which I, which is wrong, Michael, really. You shouldn't be doing that. And mm. um, not when they're taking penalties. And as I said, I... I Dogs are like pra- chasing. Our friend's got a beautiful dog, and basically they've got one of these laser pens, and they shine it on the floor, and the dog sort of pounces on it. He grows, you know, it's a game. He enjoys it. They don't shine it in his face, obviously. <laughs> not when he's taking penalties. <laughs> well, if you've got any practical uses, I just, I mean, you know, I'm not in the laser pen business, but on the face of it, I think they're a fairly hateful invention. But put, <laughs> put us right. Talksport, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. You really don't want us to talk about real tennis. I mean, uh, I know. You voted in, in, your, in your hundreds. Hundreds. Really, to, yeah. to, for us not to talk about real tennis. I mean, I wasn't keen to start with. I'm right behind you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, let's try and give you the result of the of the poll. Uh, let's see where we, is it mm. finished yet or is it still ongoing? Oh, final result. Five, yes, here it is. Um, 65% of you said, no, don't talk about it. So we won't. We won't. 
No, well, I, you know, I, I would just mention this letter in the uh, Times, oh, Posh yeah. Waste of Ink. Posh Waste of Ink, it's yeah. a, This all came from Middlesex University, who apparently have one of the be- most beautiful real tennis courts in the world, but they want, I think they want to turn it into a gym. That's okay, so a, what more people get Yeah, well, it's use. obviously a bit more useful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this bloke, um, John Murray, writes in, not the former Middlesex wicketkeeper, but I don't think, anyway. He says that Middlesex University planning to close its court is the talk of a burgeoning interest in real tennis. Newcomers however must prepare to acquire not only the skill to cut the ball Mm. or serve a railroad Mm, yeah, me, me neither. neither. Yeah. <laughs> they would also need to master the challenging terminology, which includes such gems as a forcing boast of the daydans. You ever had a forcing boast of the daydans? I have. It's quite painful. Chase what about when you had those <laughs> underpants that you took to Russia? I think, I think sure that caused the forcing boast of the daydans. I think I'm wearing them today. Yeah, well, no. uh, Chase. Haven't you thrown them away? No, yet? I never throw any of my underwear away. <laughs> I like to keep Basically, it. listeners, if you've not been listening for a while, <laughs> he had these. He took these underpants to Russia, and he'd fidget. And I think, what are you fidgeting for? And he said, it's these <laughs> pants. So on that basis, you'd go home and you'd burn them, bury them in a lead line box, or chuck them in the bin. Yeah. You wouldn't continue wearing them. Th- it's like, no, no. It's like I do. It's like working with. I don't know, I'm Let me get back now. to John Murray. Anyway, John Murray. What are the other <laughs> phrases they use? See, I'm intrigued now. What was Chase that better than the door? Okay, yeah, yeah. Handicap 030, receive half 15. Yeah. Over. <laughs> That's a yeah. real one of those, isn't it? Sounds like the shipping <laughs> yeah. forecast. <laughs> exactly. Receive 40, 015, ban the timbre. Ban the timbre. Ban Hashtag the timbre. ban the timbre. Yeah. Yeah. One See, bit, now, yeah. this is true. I'm The producer like me is thinking, I actually now want to talk real tennis to find out uh, <laughs> more about... He says we've not stood him down yet. Oh, no. Anything for an easy life with <laughs> yeah. this lot. I know. Otherwise, they're going to have to come up with something else. It's all right. The bloke will end up on the national obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Anyway, some of these... T- but will he want to come on? If he comes on, he may just want to bang the drum yeah. for not closing this real tennis court on yeah. the middle. Whereas you think it's better Well, I, they close I, it down. We might want to just have a t- general mm. chat about the terminology. Well, I, don't say, I don't think it's better. I don't know enough about it. Well, I don't either, really. Uh, now, yesterday there was this report everywhere about the fact that Roman environment um, may or may not have been poisoned in, in yeah. during uh, peace talks, but the star gave it the full uh, seriousness that it should do. Mm. Um, uh, it was a picture of a packet of hobnobs, a oh, poisoned yeah. peace broker... We don't know that. Roman and Bramvich returned to talks to end Russia's Ukraine invasion after being warned to keep away from the hobnobs. Right. The billionaire Chelsea owner lost his sight for several hours. We don't know any of this. And needed hospital treatment. No, we don't know that either. After eating chocolate at Peace Talks three weeks ago. Wow. That's not a hobnob, is it? It's not. It's a chocolate hobnob. <laughs> it's just chocolate. Yeah. Okay. doesn't even say chocolate biscuit. Okay, Other chocolate enough. biscuits may well be available. There's quite a lot of your fellow Chelsea fans saying, he's a hero, give him his club. <clears throat> Back. Well, I don't think so. You, no. you don't know that. There's so, like any war situation, there's so much misinformation. Yeah, you don't know yeah, what to yeah. trust or what to believe. Yes. Um, any joy with the ticket office yet? Have they called uh, you I, back? Well, my son tried to. I passed it over to him. Okay. He says they're saying you've already bought them, but I'm getting. I've had no acknowledgement, so we'll wait. It's a sort of the biggest problem has been with this. Andy is struggling with the technology, not the telephone, although. Possibly, <laughs> but you, you have been the reason well, you've got everything. You've I got a struggle. password that you've forgotten. Yeah, um, but I have that all the time, and, and just <laughs> in general, I find the technology of uh, buying anything, ordering anything, getting anything wow. really difficult. Okay, uh, me and Bill Roach, 
What, who, from Coronation Street? Yes. Well, I don't know that, but he's, it's his 90th birthday, and oh, ITV yeah. are planning... Oh, amazing. They're planning a, a special. He doesn't look it. Are you sure he's 90? 90, yeah. He's been playing Ken Barlow now for 60 years. Is he typecast? Uh, I think he might be. Okay. <laughs> It'd be great, though. He could, could he pop up he's in He's hoping Emmerdale? for a part in Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> look what happened. Look what's happened, yeah, yeah, What a yeah. disaster. Did you know Phil Foden's tiny? I didn't realise that. I mean, he's small, but you didn't realise... Apparently, there's a piece in the Times diary today about him. Yes. That says that when he gets his kit, he has to have special kit because he's so small. Really? Yeah, I know. Who knew that? I not think he was that small. Is he that much smaller than Raheem Sterling, for example? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. Where does it say... Does they get special kit made? They <laughs> get it all from mother care. I don't, I'm not sure about this. I've lost the cutting now. Which okay, is typical. Let's deal with this, shall we? I know you're struggling with the technique. Five this. foot seven. Five foot seven yeah. is not... Oh, here we are. It was in the what? sun today. Phil Foden gives England kit men extra work because he's so small. Okay. On the FA's official documentary, Inside the Pride, oh, yeah. uh, an England original... Oh, I see. That's part of the title. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Foden and his film. His film. He's taller out. than Raheem. He's, well, he's I know. gone. I he's don't gone. get it. Maybe he's very slight. He's got a quarter of an inch on Raheem Sterling. He's filmed walking up to the kit van parked next to a Three Lions training session, and he's handed a new coat. The Manchester City star says, "I have to have my own size, as I'm a bit smaller than everybody else." Wow. Don't know. Maybe he yeah. likes to wear them a bit tighter than everybody else. I've got, I've got yeah. no idea. They did a survey in one of the papers today. The celebrity you most want to look like, and uh, yeah. it was David Beckham, not Ricky Tomlinson, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, look, what a surprise! He's, he's the same height as the producer. I mean, he's you know, I wouldn't say he's particularly General well, Tom Thumb, is he? Um, I don't so think he's one for the I teenagers. I don't think, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he'd fit into Moose's talk sport. Uh, gear that he gets uh, made for him. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't think so. McDonald's, okay. did you see that? Oh, McDonald's are launching frightening. a... Paul, what do you want me oh, to yeah, yeah, stuff here? McDonald's are launching a what? A posh new chicken burger covered in truffle mayo. Wow. What's next? Caviar nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? But McDonald's, yeah, truffles, are, uh, I think, are fairly disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So I can't imagine anybody's going to enjoy it. Her, her son's Lindsay Barber tried it out, though, and reckoned it was better than the KFC Zinger Burger. Oh, wow. That's, she that's says, controversial. I sometimes find truffle oil overpowering. So do I. Uh, everybody does, don't they? Makes me dry heave. Although you didn't, <laughs> well, that's you didn't what really I need to about. know that. <laughs> Um, I also part of the ad campaign. I'm a carp angler, <laughs> and we use laser right. pens to scare off coots and ducks f- uh, for diving to get Not our the Royal boat. Bank. No, I don't think so. Okay. Imagine that going to the reception of Coots Bank on the Strand, opposite Charing Cross Station, and shining a laser pen in the manager's eyes. You got to be wealthy. That's Denzel the Chelsea there. fan. I'm 43, you know. Yeah. Um, laser pens are used by fibre optic technicians as a visual fault locator. Well, we shine good. a laser pen down a fibre optic cable and see if any issues. Mm. Uh, if, if so, look, Keith is the fibre man. Um, he's one of the fibre men. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. All the years ago on Doctor Who. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is Dave. He says the laser pen. I've called it a hateful. I mean, I'm basing it on the fact that they normally. They try and sell them to your kids just to annoy yeah. the people in the in the sort of villa or the hotel room next door. That you've moved to, away from the truffle burger. Oh, no, yeah, well, about that, you know, <laughs> real tennis and truffles and what's happened to this station. Uh, the laser pen was used in night, that's our target audience. The laser pen was used in nightclubs. Sinjin, age fifty six. Okay, the laser pen Henley. was used in nightclubs to point out troublemakers to other doormen so they could be escorted out. So look, there, well, there are practical are. uses, Dave. Mm. Maybe maybe I was wrong about the laser pen. Um, uh, amongst all the sort of terrible stuff it gets used for. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We were not talking about real tennis. 
you decided that instead. Mm. Uh, Omid will join as comedian, Chelsea, and Ipswich fan. I have to add that now. He's got a real love of Ipswich. Um, and uh, he is doing a, a comedy show tonight on BBC Persia. It's Lovely. the first time he's worked in his second language. I know, he's, he's bold. He is. He? I mean, he's, he's, I saw him tweeting about it saying, you know, comedy is universal. Was Eddie Izzard has tried to show us over the years. So he said he's going to give it a crack tonight. I never finished that letter about real tennis. OK, you got some more, you got some more terms for well, us? Well, no, he, he ends with the term of uh, receive 40-0-15, ban the timbre. Hmm. No idea. Remember that one, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, he says, one picks up the rules and terminology with practice, but one wonders how contemporary youth, accustomed to the foul language, spitting and berating of the umpires common in lawn tennis. It's not that common, is it, really? Spitting. <laughs> He's just talking about Nick Kyrgios, isn't it? He's just he? talking about you know, one or two instances. <clears throat> he makes it sound like it's the whole of the sport. Yeah, doesn't go on We'll adjust to the strict etiquette observed in real tennis. <laughs> Hello, Adrian. Got a real tennis phone in. Love the show. Hello, Andy. Hello, boys. What's that thing called? One of the terms? One of the terms called... Uh, oh, yeah, it's called uh, Chase Better Than The Door. Yeah, I don't, I'm not keen on the Chase Better Than Forcing The Door. Forcing boast to the day, Dan's. About time. That was outlawed from the game. Talk real tennis. Look out for that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Indeed. <clears throat> our, our, our old friend Omid Jalili, Um I think the first for him tonight, uh, he will be on, um, I think, BBC Persia. Right. I'm not aware of the station. It's not It's not one I often turn to. No? Um, but uh, if we, we will tonight. We'll catch Omid. We may not completely, I mean, unless it's subtitled, catch all of it. But he is doing comedy in a second language. And uh, he's been applauded by a man who's done that before. Of course, Eddie Izzard, I noticed yeah. on social media. And he's here now to talk about that and a bit of football as well as always. And he's touring currently at the moment. Good afternoon, Omid. Good afternoon, boys. Thank, thank you for picking up on what is uh, possibly a seminal moment in my life, <laughs> in my career. And if I'm still alive after tonight, I'm happy to talk about it tomorrow <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, I mean, how has this come? They invited you to do this. Did you pitch it as an idea? How did it come about? And what's no, the format? The, 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 form, the format is it's actually a very new format. Mm. It's part um, studio interview. I mean, it's basically everything that works in an entertainment program. So you've got a monologue bit like kind of Jay Leno monologue in the Persian language. And, and apparently I've been told I'm funnier in the Persian language, which is good. Well, that's good. But, 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 but that's probably because my Persian is so bad. They're probably laughing at <laughs> me rather than towards me. So yeah. uh, there's that. Then we've got, we've got a guest and this time it's, a, it's someone who has been described. It's interesting. He speaks Persian because he's half Iranian and he's half African American. His name is Tehran Von Gasri. He's been described as the new Dave Chappelle by Dave Chappelle himself. Wow. So it's amazing that he's, he's making waves in the English language anyway, but because his heritage is very important to him, he's my first guest because his Persian is better than mine. I kind of wanted him to do all the donk, all the heavy work. Yeah. And it's basically an in-studio chat plus a bit like comedians in cars getting coffee. We're outside. We're doing stuff and, you know, we're going for walks. We're, we're on a, playing on swings on a playground there's lots of we go we go to a restaurant and there's a big there's a scene that's already been put out on social media where we fight over the bill which just kind of happened naturally so it's not a sketch but we literally had a a fisticuff fight over the bill so it's actually very real the whole thing is very real it's been hailed as a as a very very new thing certainly for Iran because Iran they don't have comedy shows mm. comedy is pretty much banned BBC Persia is a 
is a channel I'm aware of, but it's, it's one of the biggest platforms. It has a 100 million person platform. Wow. It's on all over the world. And it actually gets, it's directly in Iran. So I'm the first person, first comedian to have a show that's on in Iran. So it's kind of like, a, it's a huge first and it's a very exciting thing, but it's also, I'm quite daunted because Iranians yeah. are very um, critical and if they don't like you, they will, they'll make it very clear. So, but thank you. Thank you for, yeah, it's for, interesting. for, for hearing about it. Yeah. I mean, the producer is the producer, a kind of, see someone who will know the kind of, cultural limits you can go to because i suppose you know you, you you could you know how to push the buttons and how to push the limits uh, in this country but have you got to be a little bit careful uh, or not? well yeah i mean the thing is i told them you're gonna have to give me a bbc persia person for editorial because mm. when we're when we are you know when when we're doing this there's got to be stuff that can't be um can't be offensive so there was a bit they kept in and he says something about you know my background he goes i'm half black i'm half Iranian, I've got Zoroastrian, Christian, Jewish, and Methodist backgrounds. And I said, what's that like? And he goes, well, I've, I've been circumcised 14 times, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> and then there was a bit they put in when he just, he just did a throwaway. He goes, but, you know, I'm black, so it's okay. And I said, you, I said, you can't put that in that he's, you know, he's, you, you can't keep the, surely that would be mm. cut. Went, no, no, that would be all right. The Iranians think that's funny. And I said, are you sure? I said, that's that's racist, and it's like re re referring to people's genitalia. They go, no, 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 it'll be all right. And then when BBC Persia, up until up, literally yesterday, they said, well, we can't put this in. And I said, <laughs> you, well, this right. Yeah, your gut feeling was right. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So what, um, was yeah. like, I knew their editorial better than they mm. did. Sorry, but go on. No, I'm going to say, what if, if people do want to tune in, even even to you know, even if they can't understand it, where, where can you watch it uh, here in the UK and find it online? I think you can. Yeah, I think okay. it's a, well, but there's going to be a YouTube clip will go out tonight anyway. Okay. But if you want to watch it live, it's on. Uh, I think 9 p.m. Iran time, so about 6.30 UK time. It, BBC Persia, you can find it on the Sky channels. Okay. But to be honest, I don't know where it is. But it's <laughs> How have you prepared for the show there? I mean, have you had to <clears throat> brush up on your... Yeah, because you, obviously you're born in this country. It was probably spoken yeah. at home but uh, when you were a kid, but still, have you, have you kind of, have you sort of maintained the, the language? Yeah, I've had to just watch a lot of um, news. I've, I've tried mm. to... Lots of YouTube clips, lots of... I'm actually hang, hanging around. I go for a walk. I live in Ipswich. There's like mm. one Iranian bloke here. He's a 61-year-old bloke who used to work at BT. I said, just come for a walk with me. He goes, what do you want to... Why? I said, just come and chat with me. He goes, about what? I said, just help me. <laughs> just talk to me. So we walk around Christchurch Park in Ipswich. If you see me with this tall Iranian bloke, who's very awkward, doesn't really want to be with me. It's me forcing him. It's forcing him to talk to me. Oh, wow. So that's it, really. But that's but you've got, you've got to prepare by, you know, lots yeah. of Instagram clips. But thanks thanks for even flagging this up, because yeah, it is a huge good. moment in comedy. No, Eddie is Eddie is good that Eddie is would yeah. comment. I mean, it's it's mm. brilliant. It's brilliant. You're taking it on. It's brave. Um, you're you're still touring. Um, that's that's ongoing, the tour at the moment. I think. Yes. I'm in Eastleigh, Eastleigh on the 1st of April mm. and uh, in, in Reading on the 2nd. And I think I'm going down to Barnstable yeah. on the 3rd. So, uh, listen, and all your help, guys, has been fantastic. It's been wonderful to have, you know, lots of, lots of sport. There's lots of sports jokes in the show. So, actually, oh. there's a lot of, a lot of Chelsea fans, lots of there's there's always a kind of cheer off between people who hate Chelsea mm. and people who support there. So it's it's a very exciting sports based comedy show. One of, <clears throat> one of the listeners is coming uh, to Eastleigh. Nick's been mm. in touch. He said, "I'm coming." Well, I, we read this earlier. I'm coming with my wife Sam to see Omid. Uh, Eastleigh's the point. 
but she's coming under duress and so she's not a big fan. It would be <laughs> it would be it would be great if he could call her out during the show. Um, I, do you know how many messages I've had like that? And literally, I see someone with a big face. There's a there's a gag. He turns to his missus and she she just goes she, goes, she just I just see her mouth. What's funny about that? And that happens <laughs> no, all the time. That's bad. So Sam, Nick's missus, she's she's the one. You know, once you once you get a laughing, you, you've you've cracked it. Um, the Chelsea takeover uh, continues. How are you feeling about yeah. life? Have you got a chosen bidder? Have you been following it? I have been following it a bit. It's 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 interesting. I don't know. I, I know that there's been a lot of chat about it, but you know, I don't. I don't know. I've, I, I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, well, only because I did his birthday party, Nick Candy, he's married to uh, Holly Valance. Mm. I think it would be good to see Holly Valance at Stamford Bridge. No, he's Bridget. out there. Isn't he? I think he's, he's not I don't think he made. He didn't make the final. He didn't make Blackpool. He didn't make the dance off. Yeah. No, I know. He didn't make. <laughs> You're not <laughs> coming to fun. Blackpool, Nick. Unfortunately, he yeah. didn't make it to Blackpool. I mean, there's there's talk of the, there's lots of fans pushed back against the rickets, and uh, I don't know, Andy. What do you think? Who, who are you rooting for? I'm going with Todd Bowley. I, I think he's definitely the most sound bid. I think he's got the most sporting expertise. Whether he's got yeah. the money, that's who knows because yeah. nobody knows exactly. He's got how some good people. Chelsea people on and board, and he's got Bar- he? you must know Barbara Sharon. She's uh, she yeah. will be on the board, and Daniel Finkelstein. I think these are proper Chelsea fans. It would give me, you know, faith that, that would be going in the right hands. I think the problem for Chelsea is they have to put forward something to the government that no one can object to, and yeah. you know, and that is difficult. Which mm. makes the whole process very difficult. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. But look, at the end of the day, as as long as we have someone there, I think that that'll be okay. But 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 I I do think that at the end of the day, we are a big club, Chelsea, and they do need money. And I think they will fall off. If, if I say if you and me we get consorted with you and me, we'll be over in a year. I think basically. So I think <laughs> we, do, we do need someone. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes well tonight. I'll be good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Doc. Cheers, guys. Go and check out uh, Ahmed on Twitter or uh, online. Just stick his name into yeah, Google. It's, it's still pop up. going really yeah. well. People and, love it. And you can catch him on tour. All the remaining dates are there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Charlie Baker's here. Andy will join us for the birthday spread. What's the quality of the gags like this week? Yeah, it's not bad. I've got about 15 to choose from. Wow. Quite prolific oh, that, this week. That's I've got, good. So I've got one good one, one though. You can, and oh. Jeff, Jeff Peters wants me to do the Addy Adipitan joke from last year but I, I feel like it was good but I yeah, don't feel you like don't want to do it again you know, it doesn't feel not, right it's otherwise you know it's, we need new material that's what you. I feel okay so that's all coming up I hope you can join us on one if not the podcast will be available at around four you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.